0: up east high we're
1: back uh, to continue the star trek um and now a conclusion
0: nice nice nice, okay. nice now the conclusion of wildcat minute not really
1: <laughs> the last episode
0: <laughs> we're done at 64 <laughs> we're not finishing no we're joking we so are what finishing. is this podcast we are wildcat minute or this is wildcat minute where we talk about high school musical one minute at a time i'm condra
1: and i'm tyler and we are
0: the Amateur Nerds. Good. Nailed it.
1: Yeah. Um, Finally. And what are we talking about this episode, Kondra?
0: We are talking about Minute 64, Tyler. Which... Will you
1: still need me? Will you still feed me? Minute 64.
0: I feel like Minute 64 would still need you, but not feed you.
1: Uh, th- this minute certainly is not feeding me.
0: <laughs> this minute is iconic. This minute starts out with uh, a key change and... And now Gabrielle is on a balcony, and ends with her confusing her feelings with the truth again. And she's in a stairwell when she says that
1: a stairwell, airwell, air. It's lucky she doesn't get all echoey in that stairwell. We were talking about uh. the hallway last time. This time the stairwell. It's it's real. It's real dangerous
0: like a balcony overlooking who knows what that's gonna have weird acoustics too yeah
1: well the the funny thing and i was thinking about this last minute because we were talking about like she's probably lip-syncing because the other thing that they do is they have the person actually sing when they're recording the like when they're filming it but of course they're just not recording what they're saying like there's no audio they're Mm -hmm. just singing along so that like the throat movement still looks like they're doing it and they can they can sing it to match up perfectly with the recording
0: yeah so, do we want to finish my spicy take from the credits of last time?
1: <laughs> oh yes, um, yeah. Last so- time on Wildcat Minute, Condra said that this was the bathroom song of High School Musical. Is she right? Is she wrong? Let's discuss.
0: I think it would probably be considered such because it's so totally different from the rest of the movie the song is a lot slower than the rest of the movie and it's an hour in and you're a nine to 12 year old who probably gorged (laughs) on popcorn and juice at the beginning of this movie and now they're an hour in and yeah
1: i think the, the hidden factor of a bathroom song is always comes down to the timing in the movie that it comes because there are some songs that would be bathroom songs, except they come 20 minutes into the movie or 20 minutes from the end of the movie or like real close to the end. That's like, well, it can't be a bathroom song if you're like that in that position of the movie. It has to be that kind of that hour midway two thirds mark.
0: I mean, we were talking about so like um, the lion song in Wizard of Oz, uh, when love is gone from the directorial cut of the Muppet, Muppet Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. I'm trying to think. I would even say Sandy's song in Greece. It's probably just around the halfway point, but Sandy's song.
1: I don't know if there's a good bathroom song in Greece.
0: Or, I mean, John. I would say maybe John Travolta's song, the the hot dog song, which I n- actually don't know the name of because I only know it by the movie theater hot dog in the background. Yeah,
1: the the drive-in. Yeah, I'd say I'd say the drive-in is probably a better is a better bathroom song then devoted to you what was it? what's it yeah
0: called?
1: uh it was the title hopel- of the last episode hopelessly, hopelessly. Devoted. hopelessly I was like what's the ad what's the adverb hopelessly devoted to you
0: yeah I'm trying to think there was one more oh, tra-
1: I can't I- think of any other musicals uh oh and like in a hairspray when um when like the the mom and dad have a song that's oh, a total yeah. bathroom song
0: oh yeah definitely I watched Cats a few weeks ago but I don't know the soundtrack well all, enough.
1: All of all Cats of is the bathroom song.
0: <laughs> all of it?
1: In the sense um, that it's it all bleak. It
0: was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> oh my god. I was just I was sitting there and I was like, "Why? What? What?" what? And Who, then at the wh- wh- at the why? Yeah, and i think the Ian
1: McKellen song maybe in Cats. Oh uh, yeah,
0: yeah, that was the one that came to mind for me too. Because
1: that one's just boring, and you can't really hear what's going on either.
0: Yeah, like at um, least like
1: with the other songs, like the the James Corden one or something like, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy and bad, but like it, but in a way that you can't take your eyes off of. Like there are other songs that are you're like, okay, I, I can just leave.
0: <laughs> Sweeney Todd's is uh. The one between Mrs. Lovett and the boy, the the young boy whose name I can't remember. Toby. Uh, Toby. Um, yeah. The song
1: that Toby sings is really good, though.
0: Uh, Nothing's going to harm you. Yeah. But I still think that would be considered in the movie because that another hot take The movie Kadra, starts to drag a little bit. The yeah. movie, yeah. The movie Toby is garbage because they cast him too young.
1: I don't, I don't think it matters that much.
0: I do. Okay. But yes. oh, I mean.
1: I mean in Sweeney Todd you could also do the the by the sea song because it's just like what it like this is like that a weird side. This song is
0: hilarious, though. But I it's love funny, so yeah,
1: you wouldn't necessarily do it. But I yeah. agree okay, back to High School Musical. I agree that this work this could work as a bathroom song. I, I think it is also well, okay, there's a whole there's a whole other discussion because on the one end, this is like a good emotional song. On the other end, this minute makes it total cheese and it's like really tacky and bad. We can get to this right after I finish this thought. Okay. Um on the one hand, this is like The emotional center of the movie. On the other hand, it's it's a beat that you can just establish and then move on from. You're like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Gabriella's being sad. That's all that's happening. I'm going to get back. No emotional progress will have been made. It's a song about how she's sad that Troy has kind of moved on from her. I'll get back and that's where we'll be at.
0: Fair. Now, here's my pitch that I held off from the last minute. Vanessa Hudgens. Had made music videos before this. So, this is just a music video in the middle of the movie, which yes. would then explain why she stares at camera so much.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this minute, particularly like the last minute, there's like some glances at camera, which is, which is like fine. But this minute, it's very literally she is playing to the camera.
0: Yeah. And also, not so not just her playing the camera and the way the angles of the shots are and stuff. Like you have those kind of looking from the balcony up, and she's like leaning out over the balcony, and you get this weird close up of her hand caressing the rail.
1: I, I kind of liked that close up.
0: I I appreciate it, but I think it still backs up my music video theory. Also, she has two specific moves in this saw uh, in this part of the this minute that. Scream music video. One, she's got, is, the, she
1: got the put the hand up and kind of sink down with your knees. Exactly,
0: that's one. <laughs> and then when she spins around the rail, like right after, so towards the end of this right, minute, right when is Right at she's the end the of the stair, minute, yeah. Yeah. Those that two little rail are,
1: spin's pretty good, though. Yeah, I think is, the hand no, up, knee, I think the hand up, buckled knee is pretty tacky
0: yeah but especially because she
1: says wishing upon a star right when she says that that's why
0: it was choreographed that way tyler because i know it's just it's so on the nose
1: it's so tacky but i mean speaking of cats she does what judy dench does in um the the song at the end of cats she turns right to camera and she's like oh no she's looking at me now what do i do where do i go
0: (laughs) yeah but i think she still has such a gentle like in that way, like, last minute, we were saying she was, like, soft and, like, despite the key change in the intensity, like, she ramps up her intensity to some extent, she's still not staring you down in an aggressive way like Sharpay would or something like that. It's still, like, she's more very cliched phrase, um, eyes are the windows to the soul, like, she's trying to have the audience connect with Gabriella and the pain she's feeling by engaging with them with eye contact
1: if the eyes are the windows to the soul did you know that your eyebrows are the curtains to your soul
0: you're so (laughs) proud of that joke
1: um no i I stole it from dr game show but anyway I, i had to bring it up okay i mean yeah so you're right it's it's clearly a music video tactic and you know disney at the time was very big on playing like playing clips from movies in commercials especially like short little snippet songs like this
0: or having the song reworked to be a music video, like they would have. I remember yeah. from um, Chicken Little. I don't know if you remember this, the Shake Your Tail Feather. Yeah, they had the Cheetah Girls dancing with the Chicken Little characters. Yeah, singing Stuff Shake like Your that. Tail. Yeah,
1: yeah, lots of like cross promotional things in like Disney Channel commercials.
0: Yeah, which as a decom this would be required to do. Yeah. And I also think it plays to Vanessa Hudgens' background as a musician and like that's where she's like she knew was how to do music videos. So maybe it's Yeah. She she has a bit of acting before this but also like a solo music experience like this is going to read more music video because it is so different than the rest of the movie.
1: I think part of the friction here from my perspective, comes from the idea that the this second half of the song, as I as I mentioned last minute, kind of gets like a weird like girl power anthem vibe for some reason. Um, well, she,
0: she's trying to, she's validating her own feelings.
1: In, in a weird meta way, it's, there is the sense that like, I'm such a good singer and I'm so talented that I'm doing such a great job of singing this sad song that it's kind of self-empowering. And in, in a weird meta way, that's kind of, interesting but also i feel like the sad like the sad introspective song should stay a sad introspective song especially because the lyrics don't really um the lyrics don't really like change to like ah, uh, but now but now like i have to be independent they do change in an interesting way and we should talk about this
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so in the first the first time through the, through the course it's like i thought this was a fairy tale a dream when I was sleeping. And now, and the second time through, it's like, now I know it's not. So the, mm-hmm. there's like, there's the growth in the character.
0: Yeah, now my heart is um, And I kind of like when
1: songs do that. The Like the first time it's one thing, and then the second time it's like, uh, but it's not that anymore.
0: But I think that gets to the point that I was going with, this, this validation of emotion. She is like doing something very healthy and acknowledging, yes, I feel hurt right now. And I'm expressing it in a way that is recognizing my feelings without degrading me and it's just saying you've changed i'm upset and this is how it is for this moment like it kind of ends with uh, i'm only left with used to be's and once upon a songs like and everyone could tell that she can conf- she's she's like even i realized i confused my feelings with the truth like she's acknowledging that her feelings are still there even if others have changed, like, yeah. and that's okay for the moment.
1: So we, then we cut to her kind of walking down this stairwell, and she's like doing this power walk. Like it's very well, it, like
0: it helps confident. Yeah, it helps with the key change, and she like starts dancing more. Not dancing, hmm, dancing.
1: There's Posing. like in the sense that there's choreography now.
0: Yeah. And then as she continues down the stair, she's still staring down the camera and she has more more choreography in this bit, too.
1: Yeah. And as I said, I kind of am hesitant with the kind of like boldness of it. I think it would have been better if they played it, if they played it back a little bit and played it more for sad. But I get why, like kids movie, you want like like even if the content of the song is supposed to be sad, you want like kids to enjoy like singing it and think it's like a fun Like, sing-along. So, I I get it.
0: Yeah. Or maybe not a sing-along, but an anthem is okay for this kind of situation. Yeah. And also, you don't want the one female-led song in the whole movie to just be like...
1: Like a bleeding heart song. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, we were comparing it to Hopelessly Devoted to You from Greece, And I think that song... Works so well because it is able to build like a strong, strong vocal performance, mm. but it it maintains that kind of heartbroken mood r- throughout.
0: Yeah, I still think this song, like the fact that it does turn to like she's empowering herself, I-, I still think that's effective, based on what happens next.
1: Yeah, I've come around a little bit. Like I, I think. I think the emotional journey within the song is powerful. Mm-hmm. I, but I, I, I still also think it's a little tacky. This song, this movie is campy in general, though. So, like, we're if we're buying into the premise of this movie, then it's okay for the the this song to be a little campy.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't expect it any other way.
1: Yeah, like in in a way, it's perfect for this. Like, it it's perfect for the tone of this movie. Like,
0: yeah. I, I think each song so far has, despite camp, has successfully conveyed emotion, plot. Like it it has served the story in some way. It's not yeah. like we've le- been left with empty songs.
1: Yeah, because even like the karaoke song at the beginning is like, oh, it's like kind of about the situation they're in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I, I I still think that stick to the status quo. <laughs> like,
0: I knew you uh, were going there.
1: Weird weirdly derails the movie. But anyway. All right. Are we ready? Yeah, let's do let's do decom of the week. So the the song ends. uh, She had just said she just said the line about.
0: I confuse my feelings with
1: with the the truth. truth. And we're basically just waiting for her to say the title again. And then I I don't know if the song has another verse. I'm assuming it's over.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll have to wait with Uh, bated breath. And
1: hopefully this time the song will kind of resolve on like a like a very like clear, like resolving note. Yeah, you know music terms.
0: Like it goes up or it goes yeah. down.
1: Yeah, either one. <laughs> Maybe I, I both. Yeah. <laughs> All right, decom of the week.
0: So, listeners at home, we've developed a slight schedule for the next several decoms of the week, and of course, that schedule had to include a decom by my dear friend and devoted listener to High School Music or to Wildcat Minute and High School Musical soundtrack, um, Amanda. <laughs> So Amanda sent... um, Friend of the
1: show, as it were.
0: Friend of the show. I like that. Hopefully she appreciates that.
1: I mean, it's a podcast cliche to call someone a friend of the show. Yeah. But still. So it's it's one that Amanda has sent us that me and you will be able to together guess.
0: Yes. So this week we will be discussing Gotta Kick It Up, which premiered (laughs) on July 26th, 2002. Stars... America Ferreira. Wow. Who her bullet points are she's Honduran and she's of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants fame. Also, she's ugly, also
1: ugly Betty. In how to train your dragon in the television At, show t- Superstore.
0: Tyler, I'm not done reading Amanda's notes yet.
1: Well, I wanted to flex how smart I was.
0: She also <laughs> said how to train your dragon voice of Astrid. <laughs> <laughs> Camille Guadi. It's G-U-A-T-Y, and she is Cuban slash Puerto Rican. She is from Prison Break and CBS series Scorpion. Okay. And then Susan Egan, who is Meg uh, from Hercules. Okay. and so she's like go- an adult. And 13 going on 30. And Miguel Sandoval from Jurassic Park. He is Rostogno.
1: What? Say it again.
0: Ristagno? Rostagno, R O S T A G N O. I
1: don't know that name off the top of my head, so
0: I, maybe yeah, it's like I'm, the
1: hunter guy or something. I don't know. Maybe
0: I also have their character names. She did give them to me. Do you want them? We'll save or- that
1: for the. We'll save that for the summary.
0: Okay, so gotta kick it up. Gotta, gotta kick gotta it up. A, well, it
1: sounds like a soccer movie. It's gotta
0: be a soccer movie. I mean, it's it, the be- it, it it even. Sounds reminiscent of Bend It Like Beckham. Like,
1: yeah, I was gonna say, like, female-led soccer movie, like, is kind of a genre.
0: Yes, uh, um, she's the man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, so the obvious angle is that it sounds like we have, you know, two women of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it like a like kind of a? They're in the Valley of California, and they're like trying to join the soccer team, but there's like bullies, and they're like like the underdogs trying to join the soccer team, that that is, like, the very basic plot that's, like, boom, right there.
0: Yeah, it could also be, like, uh, um, what? Sorry, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, they're, like, on this really elite team, and maybe something happens, like, something at the school, or, like, they can't go to the, like, they're just this really good team, and then all of a sudden something happens, and then they have to, like, work back to win it and kick it up as it were
1: well i think there's a difference between gotta kick it up and gotta kick it back or something so maybe they're like a like a division three school and all of a sudden they get put in division one. Oh. like, man we gotta kick it up <laughs> <laughs> how um,
0: many times do you think gotta kick it up is said in the movie
1: <laughs> it's actually just like right at the right in the middle of the movie like right before a montage oh and you're like and there's like a uh, a kick-butt montage in the middle of the movie um, that's, like, the thing that people remember, like, oh, that was a great part of the movie. Yeah. And that's why the title is right there. Okay, what about this school... Like, um, our two leads are star soccer players, but there's no soccer team at their school. Mm. Uh, th- and they they need to kind of, like, convince the, the, the school to make a, a women's soccer team.
0: Or... They try Uh, to convince, like, the neighboring private elite school to let them join. They're like, oh, we come from the city school, there's no soccer team, but we're really good and are trying to, like... Does the
1: private school say no, and then they're like, fine, we'll make our own? And then they get a ragtag team from their public school.
0: And then they play the private school and prove that they're good? Yeah, I like this plot. Okay. Okay. So... Yeah, I mean, so do we think Susan Egan is... I think she's the coach of the preppy school, the like the elite school's team who's like, no, we can't have you public school people on our team. I have no idea what Su- Susan Egan looks like, but knowing her voice from
1: uh, Hercules. <laughs> yeah, she could be kind of like the, the villain of the movie, and so the villain sometimes is like a, a kind of more star person. Or she could be like the... The teacher at the public school who they find out used to be a big soccer star and now like has isn't part of her life anymore. And they're like, no, you got to be our soccer coach. Like you were you were so great back then.
0: That's a cute idea. But I think I like her as the villain better.
1: Okay, she's the villain. And then the the guy from Jurassic Park, it's not the hunter because the hunter's name is Muldoon. So it's some other guy, apparently.
0: Yeah, I will tell you he's not a coach because I know that for a fact.
1: Oh, man, I was going to say he's like the he's like the bad news bears like. Guy who needs to get his act together.
0: I mean, so I'll, I'll give you this one. He's it. Uh, Amanda says that his he's principal Zavala, so maybe okay. he is the principal from their school. And he's like, No, we got to show this school up. And he like really devotes himself to the team, which would be nice.
1: Okay, so we have these two girls. Let's just say they're friends from the get-go.
0: Yeah. Maybe
1: there's, like, a falling out in the middle of the movie.
0: Yeah. So they're friends from
1: the get-go. They're like, <gasps> we're going to start this soccer team. One of them gets recruited by the other team in the yeah. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you literally
0: <laughs> saw it in my face.
1: And there's there's a, there's a miscommunication where the other one thinks that she said yes. Mm-hmm. but Actually, she said no. And there's, exactly. like, a little fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of them sings a sad song in a stairwell.
0: No, there's no songs. I, I don't think there's any songs Unless Susan Egan sings a song, but I don't think "Gotta Cook It Up" as a musical.
1: Um, well, she could sing the song during the montage.
0: Yeah, she could.
1: Or, or does, or does Susan Egan sing uh, "No Chance, No Way" you'll ever beat our soccer team?
0: <laughs> I won't say it. No, no. <laughs> give up. Give in.
1: Um, anyway,
0: <laughs> little Hercules okay.
1: joke there for you. Hercules, more like hunkyles indeed okay so they they want to start a soccer team because like they're best friends they want to join the private school because there's none at their public school private school says no so they have to like get together a, a ragtag group of kids you know
0: and the principal is really behind them there's
1: like one bully girl who joins but then there's also like a but couple she ends like
0: up being, the bully girl's the goalie she ends up like being a really good goalie i bet
1: yeah and she's like oh it feels better to like protect people than it is Mm-hmm. it does to hurt people yeah and then there's you know like the there's like the nerdy girl with glasses who no one would have ever expected was athletic
0: yeah but um, she's like but it turns a out be demon she's like a midi or,
1: or i was gonna say that she has a lot like a lot of endurance because she's like so like they think she's so tiny but she has a lot of endurance or something
0: could she be like center forward and end up being like the superstar goal like
1: like yeah, yeah, I'd say, yeah, there's a character like that who, like, isn't one of our two leads, mm-hmm. but, like, there's kind of, like, this, like, underdog person that our two leads help be, like, really successful, yeah. and their gratification comes from helping other people succeed.
0: Mm-hmm. Despite being really good soccer players themselves.
1: Yeah. Well, they're clearly the stars, but they let this other person have the moment in the sun.
0: Yeah. They're gracious uh, leaders.
1: Um, any other side characters?
0: That uh, We only got those four, so... um. Maybe like the manager of the team is someone to...
1: Oh, someone gets injured and the manager has to play. That's a classic move.
0: Classic.
1: And then do they win? This is classic sports movie question. Do they win the final game against the prep school or did they lose but lose with honor?
0: I think it's they the win. It's the rocky
1: question. Okay. They win. I think they
0: win. I'm just thinking of other decom sports movies. And I feel like more of them, they win than they
1: lose. Yeah, I mean, I already said Rocky, but, like, the thing was, like, you, sometimes you lose the game, but you win the mm-hmm. you win the experience. Yeah. But usually in this kind of Disney movies, they win the game. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. There's a dance at the um, end. There's a big party. <laughs> well, it's know. not
1: a musical, so there's no musical. dance party at the end.
0: Hey, there was at the end of Xenon Girl of the 21st Century, and that's not right. a musical either. <laughs> All
1: right, 2002. Yeah. Um, what what mid-tier um, pop band performs the fun montage song?
0: Ooh.
1: It's either, like, a boy band.
0: I was thinking, like, a female artist, because, like, Hilary Duff was starting to become a, like, prominent singer at this time. So maybe it was a couple of years before Allie and AJ. Uh, Christy Carlton Romano. <gasps> that would okay. make sense if it was her, because she was already All owned right. by Disney at that point. No, right. I say owned so, by Disney, not in the way, like, Judy Garland used to be owned by uh, MGM, but, like, she was in Even Stevens and then Kim Possible and, like... I
1: got you. I know what you mean. Yeah. All right, so we're I'd saying... I'd like it from that, Christy
0: Hall to Romano, yeah.
1: That lady? Okay. Thank you. Well, great. That's, um, Gotta, gotta Kick It Up. Yeah. What, did, so, what does Amanda say?
0: Amanda says, Gotta Kick It Up follows students at Marshall Middle School. It is based on a true story of a middle school dance team... What?!
1: Oh, man, we did the wrong kick. We did the wrong kick.
0: (laughs) And the experience of Megan Cole, co-producer of the movie, as a Teach for America teacher in Huntington Park, Los Angeles. Fun fact, script was written by a former associate producer for the movie Selena. Ooh.
1: Whoa.
0: Um, Amanda loves that movie. Fun fact about Amanda. Marshall Middle School is a quote unquote middle school, but it's actually more like a quote unquote junior high. So the movie is following a group of students who are ninth graders, probably age thirteen to fifteen. Were introduced early on to Miss Bartlett, a new biology teacher at the school. We learn that she previously worked an internet job and in something about the dot com bubble. Her first class does <laughs> not go well, and the students just walk all over her and dan- start dancing in class until Principal Zavala comes in and gives Daisy detention. Daisy's friends, which include Yoli, played by America Ferrara, are on the dance team, but the dance team teacher from the prior year retired, and no one wants to be the supervisor, so they're not going to have a dance team. One of the other girls, Esmeralda, works as a student assistant in the main office and finds out that Miss Bartlett actually went to Juilliard, so they coerce her into being their coach. Daisy, meanwhile, complains to her boyfriend, Choi, who has dropped out. Of the school and is at least 16 because he can drive and work that they don't have any time together because she's in detention and Choi says when he was there he got out of detention by joining a club instead and he recommends that daisy do that so daisy joins the dance team side note Choi eventually becomes eventually comes around but the dynamic between the two is a little weird given that they're in middle school and he's a bit controlling <laughs> we get a f- <laughs> we get a fun audition scene, but everything gets off to a rough start. And the girls are upset that Miss Bartlett won't teach them about dance and makes them run laps and stuff. They absolutely bomb at their first competition, and Daisy storms off during the middle of the performance. Later, Choi drives her back to the school to get something from her locker and she stumbles on Miss Bartlett dancing in the gym by herself and Daisy gets angry that she has all this talent and won't teach the girls. She confronts Miss Bartlett, who admits that she was scared and talks about how she dropped out of Juilliard and then she promises to teach them for real this time. But then Miss Bartlett doesn't think that they're ready and she refuses to take them to competition until they're ready. But the girls feels like she's holding feel like she's holding them back so they cause some shenanigans and do a flash mob style performance at lunch, which is very Whoa. fun and catchy. That causes Miss Bartlett to get even angrier, and now she is extra sure they won't go to the next competition. Daisy talks all the girls into lying to their parents and get, and gets Choi and his friends to drive them to the competition where they win second place. Fact check. I don't know. They win a place. Daisy is confronted by... An admissions person at a fancy dance boarding school who wants to offer her a scholarship. Esmeralda's parents find out, and they threaten to call the principal. Miss Bartlett talks them out of it, and they all bond or whatever. Choi and Daisy break up because he doesn't like that she's spending all of her time on the team and has no time for him. Truly a concerning dynamic, but whatever. (laughs) The, The team holds a big fundraiser to try and raise money for the bus to go to the competition, and then they come up short. But then Choi comes and brings all his friends, and they end up making enough money for the bus and uniforms. They all come together and put together a routine that draws on their Latino culture, and they end up winning the competition with their Latin-inspired dance routine. And Daisy gets into the fancy boarding school, and Toy tells Daisy that he's proud of her, and she inspired him to finish school. Yay. That was a
1: long one. Yeah, that was interesting, because we definitely hit some beats with, like, the... the, uh, We didn't actually commit to it, but the teacher who, like, used to be a thing... Yeah. And they have to pull them back in. I was confused because the teacher is like the villain of the movie for some reason.
0: Yeah, she's both like supposed to be like their inspiration mentor, but ends up being this hindrance antagonist along the way. I
1: thought that was a weird dynamic for the movie to have.
0: But if it's based on real life, I guess that's like a real person with conflict, like conflicting interests. There's also the
1: person being courted by the, the prep school yeah. Um, and they kind of like, oh, we've got to make a team out of nothing type, mm-hmm. type dynamic. Like, I mean, that's just sports movie stuff, but we were pretty close, I feel like. Yeah. And then they win at the end, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think both sound good. I think the dance movie is a little more original. I'd, yeah. I'd probably go with the dance movie over yeah, the soccer movie. Definitely. So. so
0: thank you, Amanda, for sending a very tricky movie for us.
1: Yeah, I mean we just we, we guessed something and it happened to be wrong, so I
0: <laughs> Well that's all I've got for minute sixty four in the decom of the week. So right. I guess all that well, leaves is people finding us on the internet, on the Twitter, at amateur nerds.
1: Or me personally at Tyler TylerBooty T Y L E R B O U D Y.
0: Or you could send us an email to amateur nerdspresent at gmail.com.
1: Tell us your favorite dance routine.
0: Or send us more decoms. It does True. not have to be as elaborate summaries as Amanda provided for us. Yeah, but you
1: can just say what one that you want us to cover in and general. And we'll,
0: we'll look it up and do all the work ourselves, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just more work for us. Thanks, guys. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> anyway. S- um,
0: special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at Art on Instagram. And our
1: musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler. And we'll see you next time for more exciting High School Musical action. I'll be here, Condra will be here Maybe there'll be a guest I don't think so no. But um, there'll be a podcast There will be a wildcat and there will be a minute You can bet on it